Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, hosted by the always smart-assed and brutally honest Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, two-time winning fitness champion, certified personal trainer, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, author of Jacked on the Beanstalk, plant-based fuel for vegan athletes, and has an ass that's out of this world. Along for the ride is Sarah, her sister, a stay-at-home mom who drives a minivan, makes a mean fudge brownie, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and without regret, to unlock and share the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit, to boldly go where two very different but genetically similar minds probably shouldn't go. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and come along for the ride. What's going on, vegan fit crew? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sammy. It's a, it's a boot time. We record a podcast that's a little more fitness related. What do you think? Yeah, a boot. Is that... Um <laughs> Do Canadians really say a boot? Actually, yes. I listened to a podcast um, that's for coaches, and oh man, that guy sounds Canadian. He he does say a boot. A lot of Americans think I sound very Canadian. I don't think so. I do say a a lot. We're both horrible for that. Yeah. As uh, I mentioned, we are doing a fitness podcast episode today on the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. We've done a few personal development episodes, and then we did the hunger episode recently, which was obviously more nutrition focused. But today we thought we would focus on something a little fitnessy. This topic in particular is a juicy one for Sarah and I to discuss because I, of course, am the ultimate bodybuilding meatless meathead and I loathe cardio. Sari, on the other hand, she actually really enjoys doing cardio. I'd say you have a, a pretty strong love-hate maybe for uh, strength training. Uh, yeah, more, more hate than love, for sure. Why is that, though? Ugh, it's just so friggin' boring. What the hell? Everybody says that. No, cardio, you feel alive. You Like, <laughs> your heart is pounding. You're doing something. Uh, weights, it's it's too stationary. It, I don't know. I'm a busybody. I don't like to sit still. And actually, I think my love for cardio actually started with uh, back in our Tybo days with Billy Blanks. <laughs> yeah. Mom uh, and Dad's basement. Good times, eh, Sammy? That was actually totally what started uh, my fitness journey as well. So maybe I should blame Billy for for my hatred of cardio. Hey, don't talk shit about Billy. <laughs> no, I, I loved it because it was, you know, it was fast and somewhat violent. Violent? Well, <laughs> all the kicking and punching. It's a good way to get rid of your frustration. He really got me pumped. Speaking of pumped, Billy's crotch. Remember that? <laughs> In his tight spandex uh, onesies was looking quite pumped. Yes. Yeah, I seem to seem to remember you used to comment on that. Although with all of the crotch stuffing and body part stuffing that uh, I'm surprised you didn't stuff your crotch when we did Tybo. <laughs> okay, why is it that we keep talking yeah, about know, this me stuffing my crotch? It seems, seems to come up a lot. Yeah, it really does. Oddly okay, that's enough. The last, that's the last time we're going to talk about it. You know what's funny is I actually impersonate Billy Blanks all the time when I'm training clients. His Tybo videos are ingrained into my mind. I remember the intro where it was uh, visualize v v visualize <laughs> I want you to be a champion 
And I say that to my clients all the time. Billy, he's a wise one. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Billy Blanks, uh, have you been using those DVDs I gave you the other week when I started my minimalism journey? If anybody missed our episode on minimalism, I talked about clearing out the clutter in my life. Billy's last big workout DVD craze, it included an amplifying sculptor bar in my minimalizing all of my items sadly billy blanks's dvds in the amplifying sculptor bar did not make the cut it just wasn't adding value to my life has it been adding value to your life yeah yeah thank you for providing my children with the world's most deadliest weapon and sam strikes again (laughs) yeah let it be known that since i don't have any children i kind of take it upon myself to gift sarah's kids with the most obnoxious toys that i can find i i believe the uh, amplifying sculptor bar is is adding value in the corner that i call the weapon corner with the swords you gave them for christmas as well (laughs) (laughs) wait until you have kids though because pay back as a bitch that was our dedication to billy blanks we love you billy yeah for real those were good times yeah no no totally. yeah. that was how we both got our start in the world of exercise from home and sarah you still work out from home do you think the reason that you hate bodybuilding and strength training stuff is because you work out from home i think without an audience that would be horrible yeah, and here lies one of the major differences between us. Uh, yeah, your work workout routine is more of a here I am, look at me, everybody. Whereas mine is don't you look at me. <laughs> I love it. So true. Good topic of discussion, because I think the good majority of people would totally relate to how you feel at a gym. That actually reminds me of something we discussed on the perfectionism episode, where I say we need to build courage before we can build confidence. And we need to face those fears, whether they're, you know, exercise related or whatever it is, we need to face them head on because doing so builds up courage. And the more courage we have to pursue those scary things in life. that's when we end up building confidence and get better at those scary things because we're consistently improving on them. You know, any gym newbie feels intimidated when they first start out, myself included, believe it or not. Back in the day, you know, over a decade ago, it's been that long since I've been a bodybuilding beast. But yeah, it was super uncomfortable. You'd enter this testosterone filled gym full of weird foreign equipment and you're questioning what the hell you're doing and if you're doing something wrong and it's definitely a learning curve for all of us but as the saying goes if something scares the shit out of you then you should probably do more of it yeah i i definitely agree with that if i walked into a gym without you i'd i'd be like uh 3po at a star trek convention For me, it's more about time. Working out at home, even though I still have to schedule it into my day, it's a lot easier or there's more flexibility, I guess, than having to actually physically leave and go to a gym. And Let's touch on the motivation factor, because I personally think that working out at home makes it too easy for people to slack off or skip their workouts or just get distracted by home life stuff if they're not actually leaving the house to get 
get their sweat on. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention you're more limited with what you have in terms of equipment. Well, for you anyway, all you have is your own body weight, a couple of hand weights and whatever other random gym crap I've tossed your way <laughs> in the hopes of getting you more motivated. Or trying to get more minimalist. Yeah, no, that's that's actually 100% true. When I work out at the gym with you, it's a much better workout and ass kicking than whatever shitty half-assed little routine I do at home. <laughs> exactly. And as I always advise you and my clients, it can be very motivating to be surrounded by other people working hard, not to mention that's the best way to learn new exercises and proper technique by watching other people. I know for me personally, it definitely challenges me. Recently, this little tiny chick was deadlifting in a significant amount of weight, and so I load up the bar as heavy as her and then she loads it up even more I'm like all right let's do this so I load mine up and then it was this like battle of who could lift the heaviest and then uh it reached a point where I I felt like my hamstring was gonna snap anyways uh this is probably not a good story uh, to reflect our first episode about not comparing ourselves to other people but no in, in all fairness doing that was awesome for me because I think I hit a new PR, personal record, personal best, because this little chick was was so strong. It was fun for me to do that. And if I was at home, there's no way I would be challenging myself as much as when I'm around other fit people. I also believe that it's it's really good for us on a psychological level to just get out of the house and, you know, dedicate that time to yourself. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I started at home too. If anyone has watched the documentary about me, which is posted on jackedonthebeanstalk.com under the videos page, I talk about buying a full bench and weight set off of Craigslist. And that's basically how I learned to weight train in the comfort of my tiny little bachelor apartment after a a brutal breakup. And I did that for like a good year or two before even venturing into a public gym. So I definitely understand the comfort factor. And if that's how people like to start out, then that's cool. I think it just boils down to what kind of environment will best motivate you. For you, that is home. And, you know, the basement is your, your refuge and you give yourself that that time but then for me like I have an awesome pull-up tower in my living room I I don't really use it it's basically a clothes drying rack at this point that's because when I'm home I'm focused on home stuff and I work from home so when I'm in bodybuilder beast mode I want to be surrounded by other beasts and that's how I get motivated you know I like to leave the work at home and then go and have my me time my gym time and that's actually my second reason why I prefer doing cardio because I I like to do it early morning empty stomach and it's it's much easier to find the motivation and the time for myself early morning than it is mid-afternoon you touched on empty stomach cardio and doing in the morning. Why don't you actually tell us what your typical daily workout routine looks like as a stay-at-home mom? Well, I get up at uh, 4.30 or 5 a.m. to do Aye. my... Yeah, what time did you get up there? <laughs> hey, I think the fact that I get up at, you know, 7 to get my cardio in should be commended, seeing as I usually don't finish my weights until sometimes 1 in the morning the night before. Insert slow clap here. <laughs> 
Well, I am pleased to hear that you do your cardio fasted. If anyone's wondering why we do our cardio uh, in a fasted state, meaning empty stomach, is because your body fat stores easier in a fasted state, which means essentially it's going to use up its fat stores for energy rather than burning the glucose that would be in your system had you eaten something before the cardio session. If fat loss is the goal, I personally think that it's best to get that cardio out of the way first thing in the morning. Yeah, as much as it blows getting up that early, I I genuinely love this time in the morning. You know, the kids are asleep, the house is quiet, and there's no mom guilt for taking an entire you know, hour to myself. Shit, you do a whole hour? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then Jeremy peels me off the basement floor. Um, (laughs) No, it's more like half an hour, but when you factor in the stretching and feeding the cats and, you know. Yeah, it's usually about half an hour, either the ply routine you wrote for me or fast walking on the treadmill because I can't run anymore. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, in case anybody's wondering what plyo entails, means plyometric which is basically an explosive type of training, or I also call it uh, jump training. So a good example of of a plyo move would be squat jumps. And basically, I'll get a little technical here. They cause your muscles to contract eccentrically, meaning the muscles get longer under tension through the jumping movement. And then when you land, your muscles are contracting eccentrically, kind of like like your brakes do on a car and then it triggers a concentric contraction which means your muscles then are shortening up as you push off to jump again so what's cool is that the time it takes to switch these muscle contractions is literally tenths of a second and if you do it correctly over time you're going to notice a huge increase in the power of these contractions and a lessening of the time between them cool Uh, yeah yeah, right good plyometric workout is so good for strength especially if you're pressed for time like Sarah if she's trying to get it in before the kids get up and not only are you building strength this way but you're going at a fast enough pace so that you're burning fat at the same time there is a a free plyo routine on the fitness page of my blog if you want to test one of my faves out and you don't even need any equipment at all you can do it all at home also what you mentioned about walking on the treadmill I actually In the last few months, this is something new for me, but I have started doing that as my morning fasted cardio as well. Really? Yeah, I know, right? And don't get I always thought I was just a big pussy. No, um, don't get me wrong. I do think that HIT style, which means uh, high intensity interval training, so where you're alternating between doing, um, say, 30 seconds of a high intensity um, bout of exercise followed by a lower intensity. So if you were, say, run for 30 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds, that entails HIT style. I still do that if I'm trying to you know, lose a lot of fat in a shorter period of time training for a fitness competition. The reason I've started walking is because, as I mentioned, I hate doing cardio and I use my cardio time to listen to my fave podcasts. And so that's something I look forward to. And so if I have something to look forward to, 
I find it's easier for me to get that cardio done. Not to mention it's uh, easier on the joints. If anyone who read my The Unhealthy Pursuit of Perfection blog post, I talked about how doing too much running actually gave me shin splints. So I am now very uh, conscious of how hard I am on my joints and walking's a lot easier as Sarah mentioned. The trick is to keep your heart rate in about 120 to 130 beats per minute range and uh, try to do anywhere from at least 15 minutes uh, upwards to an hour if, if you've got it in you. I usually only do about 20 to 30 minutes, but I find that's the best for getting a good fat burn in. And I really do genuinely love that time for catching up on podcasts. So I'll just walk briskly, usually the speed of 3.5-ish to 4 miles miles per hour and I'll keep the incline uh, relatively steep around four to five. I realize not everybody works from home and can do two workouts like me a day because I do the cardio in the morning weights in the evening. I like to get my cardio done in the morning because uh, not only does it increase my metabolic rate all day, which means the amount of energy I'm expending when I'm working out, weight training does that as well. In fact, lifting weights, get this, keeps your metabolism elevated by, I think it's somewhere like 10% for three whole days after a good lift. I think that's the other reason why I love my morning cardio because it just it's just such a nice start to the day. It, it feels like it, the day starts off right. And in fact, starting the day with a good healthy habit like cardio, as much as I hate it, it definitely affects the way the rest of your day will go. And I think people really underestimate how important a solid morning routine is. It literally shapes the success of your whole day. But if you're overwhelmed and you're, you know, rushed through the morning, you're skipping breakfast, you're doing that, that kind of has the same tone for how the rest of your day is going to go. And you'll typically make bad choices if you don't start it off correctly. I always feel like I'm in a better mood. Like if there's a day that I, I skip cardio or I'm out of time, I, I feel like I'm kind of crusty that day or something. I don't cardio on first thing in the morning. I just, I feel energized and, you know, then you shower and then I get to enjoy my delicious breakfast smoothie. Recipe on the blog. And trust me, that's very important since the next two hours will pretty much consist of trying to make the two slowest tiny humans understand the importance of time management (laughs) unsuccessfully. Can you teach me that too? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've been trying for like over a year. So is that typically your only workout for the day, honestly? Honestly, most of the time, yes. Mm-hmm. Strength training portion, if it happens, is much less enjoyable and fast-tracked while feeling resentful. Oh, how different we are, Sari. <laughs> what does that resentful strength training home workout look like if it ever does get done? Well, you should know you created it. Well, our listeners don't know. Okay, well, I can I can guess here. It's probably five-ish or so different exercises using dumbbells. Probably three to four sets of 12 to 15 reps-ish for each exercise. And then uh, I probably gave you an upper body one day workout and then lower body the next kind of split. Yep. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And that takes you about, what, 30, 45 minutes to complete? Um, yeah, 45 minutes top. And that will guarantee you the mediocre ass of your dreams. <laughs> and on that note, let us move on to my workout routine, since we both know everyone cares more about my workout than yours, Sarah. 
Oh, I'm well aware of my sidekick status. I start my day with 20 to 30 minutes of fasted treadmill walking. That's what I've been doing lately. If I'm prepping for a show, I will amp up the intensity and do more hit style. But for the most part, I just find it so much easier for me to get the morning cardio done if I know I just got to walk and get the reward of listening to my fave podcast while I do it. With that reward mentality and for anyone when you have the reward mentality, it really helps to ingrain those healthy habits into your lives and not just exercise related. This applies to anything. This is how you build habits. So we can all acknowledge that the life we have right now is a result of our habits. For most people, in order to form habits that actually stick, there has to be a trigger, a behavior and a reward. And I know there is a book about this. I think it's called habit making. But for me, the trigger for getting that morning cardio in is finishing my fancy coffee. As Sarah knows, I recently bought a very fancy latte cappuccino maker and I know I need some kind of caffeine boost to get my ass out the door in the mornings. And then I know that as soon as that coffee is done, I head out to the gym. And then the behavior part of that habit is doing the actual cardio. And then the reward is catching up on my fave podcasts and then like Sarah I know that I get my fave smoothie for breakfast as soon as I get the shitty cardio out of the way and honestly because I'm so accustomed to this little habit loop every morning I don't even think twice about it one of my fave quotes the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken We should have a whole episode dedicated to habits, creating a successful morning routine. Ooh, that would be a doozy. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. If people would like that, let us know. We are more than happy to hear more topic suggestions and any questions you want answered on the podcast. Back to my uh, workout regimen. I don't typically do my weights until nighttime, and that is for a couple of reasons. First, I am a late night snacker. So I know that if I'm at home and I'm bored, I will be tempted to hog out and throw my diet out the window. And two, I get pretty friggin' tired after a weight session, seeing as I spend two hours on legs. So I know that if I leave it until late night after I'm done my training, I can basically just come home, eat, shower, and then go to bed. Because I weight train a good five to six days per week, I always split my workouts up into muscle groups. So I'll typically train two muscle groups per session, even legs I'll split into quads and glutes one day and then say hams and calves another day and then I'll, I'll never train legs two days in a row. I'll typically start the week with legs and then end with legs again and then I'll do upper body in between those things like chest and triceps one day and then back and biceps the next maybe shoulders and traps and then abs I'll try to do every second or third day whenever I have time and then I'll typically do three to four sets of everything. Rep range will vary depending on my goals if I'm trying to lose weight I'll tend to do higher reps and go faster through the workout. So I'm sweating more and keeping the heart rate elevated. And then if I'm doing a building muscle phase, I'll keep the reps lower and take longer rest between each set to allow my muscles more recovery and that I'm able to lift heavier without fatiguing them. So yeah, now that we've given everyone the lowdown on our daily workout routines, let us discuss the whole cardio versus weight training and which is more beneficial for your goals. Uh, and this is where I'm I'm going to wish that I liked strength training. And that brings me to my point of fear not the weight room. You know, it still shocks me how many women think 
that if they pick up a dumbbell, they're going to wake up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we get that all the time, actually. You know, well, I don't want arms quite as big as yours. And I and I say, don't worry, you won't. (laughs) It's taken me 10 years to build these. It's amazing how many women don't even realize that it takes a really long time to build huge muscles. And as women, we naturally don't even produce enough testosterone to develop huge rippling muscles. People think that weightlifting increases the size of their arms and their legs, but it's actually excess fat that increases the size around the muscle. Also what I like to call uh, one of my favorite terms, fat jacked. Oh, I like that you defined it for everyone there. Yeah, so if toned is the goal, as much as I hate that word, you still need to lift as heavy as possible. And in order to lose the body fat that's surrounding the muscle, you need to create a caloric deficit by either A, eating less, B, burning more, or C, a combination of both. And the problem with the dieting only approach without proper training is that only a portion of weight loss is coming from fat, but with severe calorie restriction, you're also stripping away muscle and bone density. Weight training, however, stimulates growth of these tissues, not loss. So you're able to successfully lose body fat but not lose the muscle. And actually, most people struggle to put on muscle. Why? Because they're not eating enough. Yes, people, if if you start weight training and you have higher body fat, it can make muscle gains while you're still in a caloric deficit, but it'll only work until your body fat comes down to a certain level. If you're already thin or you already have a low body fat percentage, you're not going to make muscle gains while you're in a deficit. So basically, if you want to add muscle onto your frame while minimizing body fat, you should ideally be adding an extra 300 to 500 calories to whatever your maintenance calorie range is, but still, lift like a beast at the gym you need to challenge every major muscle in your body using a weight that is heavy enough to damage the muscle cell that's how you grow muscle heavier weights not only build the strength of your muscle and yes the size to a small degree but it also helps to increase your metabolism and burn fat fear not the weight room sarah Oh, and uh, fun fitness fact, for every three pounds of muscle you gain, did you know you actually burn an extra 120 calories a day just sitting on your ass? I know, and that's why I want to like it so much. I mean, I know that cardio is good for your cardiovascular system, but is there anything else it's actually good for? Cardio is good for your brain. It's it's obviously good for getting the blood flowing, your heart pumping, get that sweat pouring, which is good for detoxification. And of course, burning calories. But if muscle gain is what you're looking for, it doesn't actually do very much for your muscles. So that's why I'm so weak. <laughs> yeah, no sh- And if you do too much cardio, there's actually a chance that your metabolism slows down because your body starts to worry that there's a danger of depleting its energy stores. So there are actually a lot of studies that show um, metabolism slows down the most when you're combining extreme amounts of cardio plus uh, severe calorie restriction. More muscle, on the other hand, equals improved strength, more energy, and a higher metabolism. So am I starting? 
starting to uh, make you want to dust off those dumbbells in the basement yet or what? Believe me, I want to like weights. I know I know it's the better overall option. Cardio is is just a better fit. Um, but actually, recently I have been contemplating trying to alternate my mornings between uh, weights and cardio. So stay tuned to see if that venture is successful. Awesome. Well, I would love to know what our listeners' exercise preference is. And I'm going to say that most peeps who are listening to this podcast are probably on my side, a.k.a. Team Weights. But uh, <laughs> but let us know. You can leave a comment on the posting of this episode at jackedonthebeanstalk.com or post a pic on Instagram. Do your fave exercise and then hashtag Jacked on the Beanstalk so that I can see it too. And of course, if you're new to the whole fitness thing and want to get better at weights but don't know where to begin, you can always let me help you with a customized workout plan catered to your body and your lifestyle and your goals, of course. Please do incorporate some form of strength training into your workout routine, Sarah. (laughs) Even if it's just some body weight stuff at home or the plyo routine I mentioned earlier, just things like burpees, push-ups, dips on a chair, some air squats, lunges, uh, some crunches, sit-ups, planks. None of these things even require anything more than your own body, yet will contribute greatly to better agility, balance, flexibility, coordination, and a stronger core. Cardio is great for your heart and burning fat, but too much of it can also break down muscle tissue, which is a natural part of the aging process. But through resistance training, we can build muscle mass and literally slow down aging. So go lift some heavy shit already. Okay, Sarah. Damn it. What song will we be singing to end today's cardio versus weight training episode? Since this is sort of a battle, the cardio weights battle, I I chose Beat It Mm, by Michael Jackson. MJ. Yeah. They told him, don't you ever come around here. Don't want to see your face, you better disappear. The fire's in the eyes and the words are very clear. So beat it. Just beat it. You better run, you better do what you can. Don't want to see no blood, don't be a macho man. You want to be tough, better do what you can. So beat it. But you want to be bad, just beat it. Beat it, beat it, beat it. No one wants to be defeated. Showing how funky strong is your fight. It doesn't matter who's wrong or right. Just beat it. Just beat it. Just beat it. Just beat it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. That's it for today, everybody. Big thanks to our producer and vegan pal, Aaron Flynn at CHUO Radio for producing this for us. And oh, big thanks to everyone who has already reviewed our podcast on iTunes. It means the world to us. So awesome. And if you haven't already done so, please head on over to iTunes and give us a five star review if you feel so moved. And lastly, if you do want uh, some vegan coaching, hit me up. Sam at JackedOnTheBeanstalk.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everybody. Shorky Sisters out. Today.